Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast Podcast Network. Scott? There's so many to choose from. You damn skip it. There's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday. Smodcast with you on Tuesday. Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse. Fat Man on Batman every Thursday. And then I wrap up the week with Edumacation with Andy McElfrish. There's so many to choose from. Hell yeah, son. And those aren't the only podcasts. Those are just the ones I'm involved with. What about the podcasts of Smodco that don't feature me, man? Like Tell Em Steve Dave. Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe. I Sell Comics with Ming and Mike. There's so many to choose from. Hey, man, there's also Film School Fridays or NetHeads or Get Up on This, Team Jack. There's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man. Waking from the American Dream, Bagged and Boarded, Phoebe, Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod, or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday. Sunday night. There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. So get choosing, kids. Go to smodcast.com. Start getting picky, man. Stick these sweet, sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies. There's so many to choose from. You said that already. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> right? Uh huh. Yeah. That's the. I know. Yeah, CNN stands for clearly not news. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, let me tell you this right now. Where is that plane? Oh, we heard a ping. We're driving you insane. I'm sorry, that was just my phone ringing in my pocket. I'm getting a text message again. Oops, false alarm, false alarm. But we covered another couple hours of coverage, and that did no harm except to the psyche of the entire fucking world. But oops, just. That's a small price to pay now. Ratings just for rate, rate, ratings just for rate, they're just, just for ratings. What CNN stands for clearly not We have reports that the report of the plane has just been located at the bottom of the report of the plane has just been found on Fox News. This just in, this, 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 this just in. We have breaking news to report that there's nothing new to report. We we have a report that the plane has oh. been found in the North Pole. It is currently uh. being disassembled by Santa's elves. Uh. We're going to keep this story going. If you have any updates, please tweet them at at utter bullshit. Yeah, thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks for watching our show. That's the way we're lazy, but the way the news goes, it's a 24 cycle. You gotta keep reporting stories. If you don't like it, then your channel gets boring. So you gotta keep hitting people with some drama that they can get addicted to. And they can stay with it. And they will around the fucking clock. So good night, so long. That's been our show. And let me just say, hashtag, there's other wars and shit happening. Good night. No, there's not. No, there's not. <laughs> we now cut to a lesbian on MSNBC. <laughs> that is so randomly descriptive there at the end. I'm just going to keep recording. Hopefully, I don't, the battery's low. I, know, I mean, the recording space is low, but this will be the podcast. Because why the fuzz not? So we're just going to keep rolling just so you guys know we're recording.
So anything you say in the in the background of our chat will um, be broadcast to the world. Oh, this is the the new calmer, gentler, <laughs> low key face of last week on Earth. That's right. That's right. This the, is the touch, the feel of cotton, the fabric of our lives. The fabric of our lives. Look at his face. I've nothing years of showing. Here's my impression of Aaron Neville about to have an orgasm. That's the spot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna orgasm. I'm orgasming. <laughs> it's the, it's on the fabric of your life. I guarantee this is what he sounds like. Right after he orgasms, Aaron Neville. Right after he orgasms, Aaron Neville. Guaranteed sounds right after he I'm, orgasms. I'm gonna do the orgasm followed right. by what he sounds like afterwards. Got it. Got it. And it goes as follows. Let me get you a towel. <laughs> Stay right there for a moment. A moment. You better not. You better not let it harden. Oh, jeez. All right. Whoa. All right. This Speaking is... Up, here's something happened this last week this on Earth. last week on Earth. Monica you got to do the tag. Monica. you got to announce the tag. Okay, it's last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. Last That's week true. on Earth. This is the voice from the theme song. <clears throat> the last week on Earth. Right. There last you. week again. on Earth. Last... Listen up, you guys. I have an announcement to make. <laughs> I'm the number one search on Google. Last week... You just week made her a gay man. On Earth. What? You made... Uh, Kim, Kardashian Kim Kardashian is a, a gay, gay man. She kind of is, that's true. Which is why Kanye likes her, dog. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, that's very Hashtag funny. Kanye hate. <laughs> Kanye hate. <laughs> Kanye hate on me. The fabric of our lives. The, the touch of Which, and as I'll, I'll get back in a moment to Monica Lewinsky popping in the news this week, but... The other one, of course, the Donald Sterling story is insane. Oh, my God. And I used to always think also of if there were any campaigns made, I mean, I don't know. But when Aaron Neville sung that song for Cotton, that, that's really maybe the one product that <laughs> you don't need, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, like, for, that's like, this is Jackie Mason here for Hitler. Although that doesn't actually sound like <laughs> Jackie Mason at all. It is kind of similar. No, it's like a, Hello and welcome. Hey, I'd like to advertise. It's a great commercial. Hitler, he's not so bad. He's a good guy. He's a uh, orderly. He's a good. He's a, be a good roommate. Uh, mustache. It's kind of a statement. I like it. Yeah, Charlie okay. Chaplin. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin. Of hate. Of cotton. Um, okay, so let's talk seriously. Are you a Clipper fan, though? That's the huge question. Huge Clipper fan. Huge Clipper fan. Blake Griffin was the first. Yeah, Blake Griffin. One of your friends. Have you have you texted or corresponded with him at all Since during the this? scandal? Yeah, I haven't. I wanted to leave him be during the scandal. You wanted to leave him be, really? Yeah, I mean, I feel like you is know, that because he's at black? That's <laughs> very stupid. Um, but uh, you hear today Sterling announced that, or supposedly he's trying to assemble a team of lawyers and fight having to sell the team. Really? He's going to fight the ban. Really? Which is, it looks like he will, which is pretty interesting. What's nice actually is the fans have requested he not actually bring the lawyers to the trial. <laughs> that would be a great revenge. Okay, fine. You can sue us to keep the team, but you are not allowed to bring lawyers to the trial or post pictures of you with the lawyers on Instagram. I think uh, Christine here had the best joke I've heard about the whole situation. Christine goes, he goes, uh, 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 not bringing black people to a basketball game is not is like not bringing a basketball to a basketball game. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely integral both to the sport. Um, 
black people cotton. are brilliant athletes. They are brilliant. That'd be a great name for a basketball team. The brilliant athletes. Brilliant athletes. That is not a bad name. Yeah. What? What are team names going to evolve past always just being animal names? Or you know what I mean? Always tigers and panthers. How about the brilliant athletes? Clippers named after the wild clipper that roams the hills of Los Angeles County. He's a creepy, scary guy. He really. And the thing about the the Donald Sterling thing is that his a it was his mistress, which is hilarious. <laughs> Who's B half black? Who is half black? <laughs> and C, as somebody will point out later in Twitter answers, is also Jewish, a hugely persecuted minority who should have so much in common with black people. You know, one time I was doing a show, and it was a really informal. Oh, you were there! The really informal Halloween show we did at that random house, like standing on a pool table. Oh, Jesus. And. I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, With you, me, and Eliza. Yeah, and I was doing crowd work, and there was literally like seven people, but it was an amazing paying gig. That guy was a drug dealer, right? I have no idea. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so. I think he maybe just enjoyed a drug. He was a, he was a pool table dealer. Pool table dealer. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think so at all, but but um, I got into a debate with this one black dude in the crowd about who's had it worse historically, black people or Jews, and we sort of agreed that it was just like a pretty much tie. Was it, it was really? I mean, I really think it's a little harder for the Jews just because Holocaust brings hard to top as far as Yeah, Holocaust. Holocaust. You just remember. It's like. I mean, what do you mean? No, Christine, never forget. 50 years yeah. ago. 65 years ago, 6 million of my people were killed. That's, That's what I'm pretty saying. dramatic, and it's much more recently than Our people, slavery, God. even. Our people. I'm part of this team, too. I got, I got the good blood. All right. Welcome on board. Okay, yeah. I okay, six million in six people. Catholic tattoo on your arm, and I it's not a question Catholic your tattoo. It just, it's you just, have a castle. It's an Irish with a fist coming out of the castle, implausibly large fist. Fills up most of the castle tower, <laughs> holding a knife. It says, I heart Pope Francis. Big deal. He's a sexy pope. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, so we have six million people in six years versus yeah. how many African Americans killed during slavery? Wait, it's got to be more than six million. The, the people that the pharaohs, the, the slaves of the slaves of Egypt. <clears throat> yeah, we need to get on this. We need to this Google a, how many. This is a whole. This is, this black is thousands were and thousands of years of persecution. <laughs> slavery. <laughs> both yes, are, but both it was not six million. I assure you that. I'm sure not to minimize slavery. It's the worst thing possible that was in this country, but I'm saying I mean, Holocaust is just went pretty equitable. Holocaust and I'm sure it's more than true. I'm sure it's more. We're like a million. How many people were killed in Darfur? About a million people, right? Yeah, but like no, I think one. Yeah, two point four million. Was it not two point four million? Really? Can somebody Google that? Do you mind Googling that? Hold on, we're because I want to get an actual number on that since this is a new podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna search on Slugel. That's the slavery okay. Google. Not every topic needs this extra fucking joke. They have like sponsored ads. Sensitive Django. territory. I mean, Jesus, Whoa. dude. Whoa. Do you see? Uh, Just as a break in the action, I'm gonna. This is probably a perfect time to go into the theme song of the show. You know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying, bro? You understand? You understand me, Broseph? Hello? Hello? Uh, yes, I do. 
Hello, are you even fucking listening to me? I'm looking up slavery. Are you even fucking listening to me? I'm, d- I'm fucking listening to you. It's like I'm Hello? doing my best. Hello, I'm looking up stats, bruv. You can't just put a fucking number on me and expect me not to look it up, right? Do you Google's fucking a thing. do you fucking hear me? Even of course I hear you. You're sitting right next to me, right? My left ear is a deaf one. I'm fucking in great position here, are you? Fair enough. Also, may I may I take along a simple fact? Well, that's important for you to realise is well, I realise I can't fire as recording currently uh, from the soundboard program on my phone. No, you can't because I'm not using the right recording program. If I was using the iRig one, I could, but I said, "What? You you can't." And I realise my accent is morphing now because I'm getting into a zone. It's really a long. zone beyond Satan sound. Submit for your approval. Once every several weeks, Ben Morrison makes an appearance on Last Week on Earth. And that week on Earth becomes a little weirder. You're about to enter a zone. A zone of facts, a zone of conversation, and a zone of heavy thinking. And that zone is not the toilet zone. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Do you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It may be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic, girly man. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. That was one of our first extended and first ever two person cold opens. Here in the here in the power of podcast. Here on the podcast. Here on the podcast. Good evening, Americans. We're here to discuss me very important. Monica Lewinsky reappeared. Benny Boy, Ben Morrison joining me today again. Yeah, yeah, she she's now. Uh, she did a Vanity Fair article interview. The dust off the dress, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. She said she wants to move on with her life. That's why she's doing a Vanity Fair profile. Oh yeah, that's that's it. it actually, uh, you know, I've gone to twelve step programs, and the sixth step is always doing a Vanity Fair profile. Tell you, distance you. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Vanity Fairs become ever since they put Kim Kardashian on that cover, or is that Vogue? That's Vogue. Highest selling. Which one is it? Vogue or Vanity Fair? In uh, I, Vogue, I believe it oh. was Vogue. Oh, yeah. Was it Vogue? Anna Wintour's is Vogue. Highest selling yeah. issue yeah. in history. Isn't that depressing? It's the, it was the highest selling issue in the history of the magazine. You know who's not depressing for Kim Kardashian and Kanye West? Jesus Christ. Yeah. And for the publishers. And I, for the fans of theirs. I don't even know why I'm so fascinated by them, but I am. I go, Kim, yay! <laughs> That's where that name came from. Everybody just rejoices. Kim, together. yay! That's hilarious. Yeah, that works. So, do you think, let me ask you this question. In this day and age with Hillary Clinton about to probably run. 
or president. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Monica Lewinsky story is still viable, and do you think it'll be a big part of this campaign, judging on your knowledge of the current media landscape and news landscape? Mayor Lansky. Well, as a... As a struggling early 90s comic, I'm very happy it's coming back because I have a lot of jokes <laughs> that I can polish off again. Cigar shops are going to do big business. This is going to be a boon to my late night act. The Gap Blue Dress comes back. No, I think people, it's so fucking old news at this point that I don't think it's going to make any, any bearing. And yeah. I think they're trying to drum up anything they can on Benghazi to keep that going. I just don't think when it comes down to it, they really have a big foot to stand on when it comes to Hillary running. Who doesn't? The Republicans? Yeah. They know they're screwed. Jeb Bush is a good contender. Yeah, no one wants another. And Chris Christie would be interesting. Another, no one wants another Bush in the White House. And Chris Christie... A lot of people do. Chris Christie would have been number one with a bullet had all the dirt not come out on how he's actually running his internal operations. And he not been be such a one with a bullet. He sucked dick? Um, I mean, he did an inquiry himself. Yeah, isn't that... Hilarious. That he found himself innocent. Joel McHale, the White House Correspondents' Dinner this week, had a great joke about that. He goes, Chris Christie um, is here tonight. He's a glutton for punishment. Um, and he goes, which I thought that joke was kind of in poor taste. But then he goes, um, well, Obama had a great joke about that. He goes, um, Obama goes, there's so much gridlock in Washington. You got to wonder, what do we do to piss off Chris Christie? <laughs> this is a great joke and then Joel McHale goes something to the effect of Chris Christie uh, appointed oh no Joel McHale said that joke and he goes oh the glutton for glutton joke and he goes he goes that was in poor taste I'm sorry I should not have said that in fact I did not know that I was going to say that until right now when it was said I had no prior knowledge I was going to say that <laughs> And I decided right now to appoint an independent inquiry into why I said that, and I just concluded that I am not responsible. <laughs> <laughs> did people? Act, did anyone buy that that he is appointing his own counsel to investigate? Well, I mean that's a common trick, which is, I don't know how everybody, everybody in the world doesn't see through it. How isn't that one of those things that you think Congress has to be able to at least get rid of obvious and government and governor's offices and state governments? have to be able to get rid of at least obvious, commonsensically, re, re, really dumb policies. Like, clearly, you shouldn't be able to research yourself yep. and exonerate yourself. Yep. I don't think you should be able to vote I, yourself pay raises. I exonerate myself two to three times a day <laughs> if I'm lonely. That's all I can really do to get through the day. Pulling off your own personal holocaust, killing millions of potential of your own 180 babies. million every single day. Yeah. It says UN estimation 2.8 million wow. people died. Sudanese. Bringing it back Sudanese right at the right time, too. God forbid. God. Really? It's two, very close to your number. You two, said 2.4 million. 2,800,000, 850,000. 2,850,000 people. Yeah. And what years was that? It was in. Uh, February 2006 up to present. What? 2006? 2003. 2003. 2003, because that was during Clinton. February 2003. Wasn't it? No, of course it was during during George W. Bush. Yeah. Because that was after 9-11. Two years after 9-11. The genocide in Darfur started in 2003.
I mean, the news has not covered that around that Malaysian airline story, which was the point of our rap earlier. I mean, that it's crazy that people don't talk about these things and know about them and stop them faster. Because mm-hmm. we don't have a global priority list or something. It's like, we just try to solve everything at once. Like, I just think people who are suffering horrific genocide need to be better at sitting on a ton of oil. Because <laughs> that will yeah. definitely get it in there. No, place. I mean, you're... you're, you're Point is taken. We have priorities based solely much more on money than humanitarian reasons. That's that is insane. You know, you hear the story that two hundred um, girls. Where was it in Somalia this week? Got kidnapped. Yeah, and they sell in Somalia. Is that correct? They, 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 basically, oh, the Yemen. warlord said basically they're going to sell them. Yeah, in Yemen. Boho to be what? Haram is the name of the group that kidnapped them, right? I forget the exact. Pronunciation. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, that's an insane occurrence that we should be able to, the world should be able to to stop. You know, um, we need to move to a lighter topic, though. Obviously, how about Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> okay. which was two days ago? Tell me, you saw the NBC segment? No, on way too early. No, you didn't see this yet. Basically, this is the image way too from- early with not Willie Geist. It's uh exactly. Uh, MSNBC oh, no. has now officially apologized for a segment on Way Too Early. Oh no! Which is their Way Too Early morning show. There's the host guy and another reporter. <laughs> Where uh, clearly white guy wearing a sombrero, and the title of his article is MSNBC apologizes for awful segment. Awful segment says the MSN says Huffington Post. MSNBC apologized for a segment about Cinco de Mayo that many judge to be insensitive at best. The network's way too early drew fire for the way it celebrated, quote-unquote, the Mexican-American holiday on Monday, as HuffPost described. MSNBC tried its hand at cultural commentary on Monday with a Cinco de Mayo segment featuring a stereotypic, stereotypical portrayal of a stumbling Mexican. What? But, yeah, basically the, the white reporter put on a sombrero and basically walked around the studio pretending to guzzle tequila from a bottle wearing a sombrero. What? Can you play a clip of this audio? A visual reading, Mexican Heritage Celebration, appeared on screen. Way too early uh, host Thomas Roberts explained the historical background of the holiday. As he spoke, a sombrero-clad Louis Bergdorf wandered around the newsroom shaking a maraca. Oh, my (laughs) God. Uh, Yeah. And the name of the show was Way Too Early. I mean that if 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 by that they mean too soon, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it is way too early for us to be degrading stereotypes like this in the morning. Yeah, that's actually degrading a stereotype. That's hard. Yeah, I mean stereotypes themselves are degrading. To degrade a stereotype, you got to be real low. Actually, um, they had a press conference later that evening, and Speedy Gonzalez said he was horribly offended by. <laughs> The stereotyping that went on. He then <laughs> went on to say, Andale, Andale, shot two pistols in the air, and sped off to steal a car. Oh, my God. Do you have a good Cinco de Mayo? What would you do for Cinco de Mayo? I had a just lovely night in. You had, you had a, yeah, that's one of those nights you really don't want. It's amateur hour. When you yeah, out. I had a great date. Uh, in an in date. You had an in date. Mm-hmm. The date was... That's a, Those are the best kind of dates, aren't they? Nothing's better about not yeah. having to go out. I realized recently that's a good way. I mean, there's things that are fun about going out, but that's a good way to, to have a nice evening is in. Why would you not? You well, know? yeah, you can enjoy all the stuff you've bought. Yeah, and you know, it's just comfortable. Because you bought it. You got your bananas there, you got what kind of date? Wasabi what bananas? Keys. What kind of date was this? 
It was a mostly like a like a like a fruit tasting. We did kind of a farmers market. That, that is how I do it. Yeah, Probably farmers market vibe. It's always the best first date. This is how we do it. This we is how we do it. Fruit farmers markets. Did you taste her fruit? Um. <laughs> yeah, she 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 brought over some fruit, and I did taste them. How are the melons? Um, she didn't bring melons. Um, which I specifically requested, actually. So that's sad that she did not follow through with that. So you know. Have have you ever um, built a farmer's market in your apartment for any reason? Yeah, well, that's actually like a, it's like a kind of a role-playing thing that me and my girlfriend do. It's called the farmer's market. Sure. Where um, she sets up a booth, we get different kitchen items, and uh, I walk out. And I'm like, hey, how much is this? And she's like, is this my own? Ah, I can't really afford that. And she goes, you can have it for free <laughs> if I can put it in your butt. Wow, right, right, right in there, huh? Yeah. Really, mm-hmm. you, you want to probably focus on purchasing smaller fruits and vegetables. Not this guy. <laughs> Not this guy. You should have seen feel the... awkward as a female walking up to the cucumbers, though. Just single. Guys must selecting. look, right? He, he, and it's like, I really do want to find a perfect cucumber, but it's, it's just because I want the biggest one because if they charge you by the cucumber. So you want to get, like... The biggest one. I'm gonna be honest with you. Even when, even when you said I want to find the perfect cucumber, I went in my head. (laughs) Absolutely, me too. Me too. But it's not like it was very aroused. (laughs) I mean, it looks exactly like uh, you know sex toys. It's not like it's not like I can go to the store and you just said that like (laughs) (laughs) I can't go to the store and like look at the vagina berry. Like there's, I can't peruse that. How about this? Bashful. How about this story this week? If I may change topics because um, we've exhausted that one. Um, hashtag my NYPD backfires on New York City police. Someone should have told this is in the Daily Beast. Someone should have told the New York Police Department that asking New Yorkers to tweet photos with cops wasn't going to elicit too many smiling photos with officers in Times Square. On Tuesday, the NYPD asked, "Quote: Do you have a photo with member of the NYPD?" Tweet us and tag it hashtag MyNYPD. The hashtag was quickly taken over by people posting some of the most upsetting photos of unprofessional NYPD behavior from cops apparently asleep in uniform to officers holding down a photographer against the pavement. This was... At one point, the hashtag was trending in the top ten on Twitter, not only for New York, but in the world. Deputy Chief Kim Y. Royster merely said in a brief statement Tuesday night that the NYPD is working... Quote, creating new ways to communicate effectively with the community. Actually, it's smart. Put your cops, put cameras on the government, they're going to put cameras on us. This was the dumbest idea it's a great ever. Idea. I love it. Why? I mean, if, I mean from a, the, the... You just said from, from a... From a... a uh, uh, from the view of the people, it was good. But I don't know what they were thinking would happen. with that. That's basically like the SS saying, uh, uh, hey, Jews post... Photos of where hashtag you're living. My, hashtag my Hitler. Hashtag my address. What did they think was going to happen if they're asking people? I mean, a, hashtag full count of how many people are upstairs. Okay, I mean this hashtag is my attic. Oh my god. Hashtag what do you think of Colbert? No diary. What do you think of Colbert taking over Letterman next year? I think it's gonna be interesting. I think the biggest thing is gonna be that no one actually knows what he's like. Uh, Apparently, he just made an appearance on Letterman. I just bookmarked a story on it, but I haven't. He did. Um, he put on Letterman and he read a, an old top ten list that he and his writing partner wrote 15 and some change years year, years ago. Was it funny? It was like over... It was a... It was overwritten. He, he was... 
overrated. Once you left me, PlayStation Go. Right. The thing about Colbert is that answer me. Only uh, people only know him as his conservative character, and he's not holding that over. So it's going to be like a whole. Uh, people are going to be fine after one episode. I do have faith be because great he's, at it. he's incredibly talented. And Prevenza made the point, I think, last week on the podcast, that um, uh, he's going to probably be subversive with his comedy and elevate the intelligence of late-night comedy. He's not going to be doing cracking eggs in your head games like Fallon's doing, which is awesome. Just a different sp- spectrum. Yes, that is true. And I still think that Colbert's White House Correspondence Dinner Speech is one of the top five comedic performances in history. The White House Correspondence? It was unbelievable. It was it might the, be number the ballsiest one. thing I've ever seen. It might be number one. It should it be number one. The ballsiest. Do you have any clips from I mean, that? Yes, but it's not. It's better just if people Google it because and actually watch the clip because it's so, what makes it amazing is seeing the scowl of barely contained anger on, on, on W's face at the things that the Colbert is saying in front of him. The ones that he actually did understand. I think he understood that. That's a fair point. Maybe he didn't understand all of them. Maine's baby lobster pop declining. Population. Pop short of population. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's tragic because everybody loves eating lobsters. And the smaller they are, the cuter they are, the tastier they are. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. So A lot of times uh, when I go to a restaurant, I'll order veal with extra tears. <laughs> I've made the argument in my stand-up many times, and I'll make it again briefly. I, th- I honestly sort of believe that veal is less cruel than cow eating. I'll actually order um, foie gras veal. That's where they stuff a goose with a baby cow. Oh, and then Jesus, they harvest the liver. I mean, the sizes don't with even work. With extra teeth. The sizes don't even work with that analogy. <laughs> huh? The sizes don't even work with that's that That's why it's analogy. so cruel. They actually get a baby cow into a goose's neck, I mean, which that's is not easy to do. That's very cruel. That's really... That's like Looney Tunes, Daffy Duck swallows a baby no, cow, and you Looney see Tunes it in the neck. No, is a cartoon. What I'm talking about is real. Well, i got to plug something, speaking cartoons. I have a pretty awesome cartoon get a, available worldwide today. Which one? Jane Silent Bob's Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. Nice. That I'm one of the leads in. I nice. play News Group, the supervillain. News probably because of the my news affiliation to this podcast. The Smodcast Network, many of the people on it are the stars of the movie. Mm-hmm. Ralph Garman, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. Jay Muse, um, and then Elias Dushku also is one of the stars of it. I went to the prom in her group, Elijah Dushku. Really? What do you mean in a group? Uh, she's from the neighboring town. I'm from Boston. She's from Watertown. Yeah. And a friend of mine who took me as her friend date to the prom who I sang the chorus with went to Watertown High in her year yeah. and was friends with her. So in the limo of oh, people. Oh, cool. How, how was she? Was she nice? Yeah, she was a high school girl going to the prom. I That's didn't, awesome. I may have said, I didn't say anything to her. Why? You were why? in a limo with her? You didn't say anything to her? Uh, extra tears. But why did you say anything to her? I didn't. I, I was kind of, I was like a little... I was very shy in high school. Was she already so. famous? She I think was, she, was, she was. She had no. She was. She had done. She did a movie when she was in high school that got her famous. She was a daughter in a big blockbuster movie. Oh, I really? think it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I'm pretty sure I told on the podcast before my three embarrassing run-ins with Liza Dushku, where I tried to hit on her three times and was so nervous and awkward that each time I messed it up worse. Yeah. If I have, if I didn't tell it, I'll just tweet at me and I'll tell it in a future episode. But well, now I want to know. Oh. All right, I'll just tell you the brief version. I mean, it's exactly everything that happened in the story. It's true, and it's so embarrassing. I just thought she was one of the most beautiful women ever. She is. And so sexy. She is. 
and incredible. Um, that's Christine in the background, by the way, Ben Morrison's girlfriend. Um, Christine Webb, artist who uh, made her national television debut on Chelsea Lately on a tattoo on my forearm. Um, Thank you. About Talked about that earlier. Today. Great work. We were pretty. We were pretty. We were. We were still recovering from a party from that weekend when you called with that idea. So. Yeah. Well, you know. Admirable. We made it happen, and Chelsea clearly liked the tattoo because she asked what your name was on TV. You're not getting away from this a lot of juice crew story. Yeah, dude. she's amazing okay. in Dollhouse, by the way. Oh, she's, uh, she's like, so cute. Ugh. Okay, so I was at Saddle Ranch. Jeez, Christine, let me get you some napkins. All the, all the characters <laughs> and outfits. Mm, meow. Uh, fair enough. I, I, I should watch the show now because it sounds pretty great. She, she produced it as well. Sheep? Produce the show? She helped the show produce was produced it. by sheep, is what you're saying. No, she yep. helped produce that it. seems impossible. Maybe a cow inside of the duck's neck. No, she not. helped produce it with Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. After every good take, they go print. Print. <laughs> Action. God. Action. Quiet on the set. Last looks. Back. Lisa, don't eat me. Back to one. That's good. That was the best one. Thank Moving you. on. How did you uh, strike out with Eliza Dushku okay. thrice? Yeah. So I met Saddle Ranch in my youth. I'm probably like 23 years old. Right this is like 12 years ago. No, I'm outside. Eliza Dushku suddenly runs out onto the outdoor patio in these amazing tight black leather pants and a white tank top and shouts uh, to everybody, it's my 21st birthday or whatever birthday number it was. I'm not sure. I'm going to ride the bull. Yeah. Everybody, come on. So we all go in there and watch. She's riding the bull, and it's one of the sexiest things I've ever seen in my life. I mean, she looks incredible in yeah. this outfit, riding this bull. I mean, she's like milking it. She's riding it, not for points, or yeah. for or, or for Luke Perry-esque eight-second standing. She was like, just working this bull as a dance, how almost. Did, how long did she last? She was on there for about an hour, 15. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's not true. But, you know, a good Your four minutes. Your mental cam is rewinding it. Yeah, I was slow-moing it. Yeah. So T-bowing it, and it's like... <laughs> so I'm there with my buddy Mike Malota, my my friend from acting class, and he says to me, "She's Albanian." And I go, oh, "That's cool." It's a random fact shared with me, and he goes, "No, I know that because I'm half Albanian." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And she gets off the bull and walks out right to where Mike and I are, and Mike Malota says to her, "You know, I'm half Albanian." And she kisses him on the lips. And I'm like, wow. And I think all I can think of to say is, I always wish I was Albanian. Yeah. And she gives me the most disgusted, annoyed look and just walks away. I would have said, I'm full Albanian. That's funny. And then undid my buckle. I would have been like, <laughs> I would have been like I'm not Albanian, but my dick is. That's my boyfriend. I have an Albanian dick. I would have said, I would have said that if I was there. <laughs> It doesn't go like that. It goes whoop. Tivo goes whoop. It doesn't go. It's not an. It's not a tribe in the bush somewhere. Clearly, he doesn't have a Tivo. Yeah, you don't have a Tivo. What, 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 what are you doing? My Tivo's African a... exchange student Tivo. All right, he's from <laughs> he's from Guana. Your Tivo is somebody playing caroms in the corner. Yes. It goes like this. Wait, hold on. Let me let me get him. He's he's in the next room. Tivo. Okay. Really. Yes. What? Uh, oh yes. God. Elijah Dushko in my village. A lot of us got uh, the props from Dollhouse, the cardboard <laughs> cutouts, and a lot of time. We use them, make them into a shack. They propel the rain. The bottom is so stiff, the rain fall off. 
<laughs> don't have to eat our youngest baby. Okay. Yeah, well, you always have to take it for far. Don't take this sensitive thing, especially in this day and age, so far just for shock value. I mean, do it if you want. What you are saying is for shock value. What I am saying is actually real. <laughs> oh, God. You're ridiculous. A new sir... I'm not even going to tell you there are two instances of the last Dushku. Remind me if you want throughout the podcast, I'll tell you there are two sporad and the third sporadically because I got to finish the story from earlier. Okay? A Dushku is when you are in the bush and you have to pee on your younger brother. I mean, honestly, it sounds more like number two, the name. I just took a Dushku. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's definitely more of a deuce. You know, we know what it sounds like when Tivo flushes the toilet? No, it sounds like this. No. You know what it sounds like when he flushes the toilet? He goes... Because he doesn't have enough food to make a fully formed bowel movement. I mean, your jokes are inappropriate. Boarding on inappropriate. This is real life. This is real life. <laughs> you are unbelievable. Maine lobster baby population dwindling. New survey of 11 Gulf of Maine locations from the University of Maine shows that the population of young lobsters has significantly decreased. And they're delicious. That's unfortunate. The number now stands at less than half of what it was in 2007, which could foreshadow decline in the state's overall lobster industry. So I ask you now, um, is the Monica Lewinsky thing a viable story or not? <laughs> You're kidding. Oh, yeah. Lot of here. Got running out of Monica Lewinsky stories up here in Maine. <laughs> Billy Joel wrote a song about it. Up here, the Northeast Alexa. Got a lot of cum on my dress. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. that's the way it goes. When I was a young... girl come on the blue dress tonight, yeah. And I'll come on the dress tonight. And I'll come... He literally lets them belt out those songs. Monica Lewinsky jokes were a lot better when I was young around these parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I don't have to do the voice right now, but I was an 80s success... Or I was a 90s successful struggling comic. Study. Monkeys can do math. Daily Beast reports. No monkey is close to becoming the next Descartes, but a new study from Harvard University shows that they have the potential to do math. Potential is different. Let me read on. The study published this week in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science found that the rhesus monkeys could be taught to add two symbols and decide whether it was greater than a single symbol. A single symbol. Sometimes the monkeys chose the wrong answers when the numbers were close, like 6 plus 8 versus the single value of 13. Still, the research may be important in shedding light on how human and monkey brains process numbers. Early results looks to me, Ben, like they're just way worse at it than us. Yeah. It yeah. seems like they can barely do math. Do you know that uh, if you put two monkeys in a room with a typewriter and give them <laughs> infinity, they will wind up writing a mess of garbled bullshit? <laughs> Touche, my friend. That is definitely a fact. A lot of time in my village. You will take monkeys. two monkeys. In, yeah. in, in, in monkeys. Well, that is what we call when we have two monkeys fight a dushku. Have, are you going to the dushku today? It's like a quorum. <laughs> a quorum. It's a you need quorum. at least two monkeys fighting. Is it dushku? It's a dushku. <laughs> let's, let's think a different meaning for the word dushku throughout the podcast. I like that idea. Do you? I, I, in fact, I, little known fact, Dushku is the little word. Little known fact, I've been losing sleep. Little known fact. You want your voice in? Here's what I sound like as a sheep. Ah. A Dushku is what happens when you continually think of new uh, meanings for a single phrase. 
True. When you douche Google <laughs> a phrase. When you douche Google a phrase? Yeah. Remember earlier when your girlfriend Christine, who was sitting next to me, said that Eliza Dushku's show, Dollhouse, was produced by sheep? Uh huh. That's implausible to me still. Do you know still. that if, do you know, here's the action matter fact. If you take two sheep and put them in a room <laughs> with a camera and give them infinity, they will wind up shooting a garbled mess of bullshit. <laughs> Prosecutors this week in Philadelphia broke up a drug ring that penetrated at least eight elite high schools and colleges. Law enforcement made 25-year-old Neil Scott and 10 other defendants out to be Waspy Walter Whites. Waspy Walter Whites. Walter White was kind of waspy as it is. He's like a white, he's a bald white guy. It's a fair... Fair point. One of these guys, looking the one on the right, looks like Eli Manning. What the? The other one. He looks, looks like uh, like me, frankly. He looks like one of the two <laughs> twins that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Ben Glebe and, and one half one half of the people that Zuckerberg stole Facebook from. <laughs> True, the Winklevoss twins. The Winkle vibe. I mean, if I <clears throat> no offense to twins, to male twins, but if where, I were a male twin, I would probably kill myself. I mean, I wouldn't be into it. Having an exact copy. Wow, you just lost Twix as a sponsor. <laughs> True. Double mint gum is out. Double mint. Double Am I wrong in thinking double, that? Double, double, your refreshment. That commercial with the two identical twins. Double, a... double, your enlightenment. Oh, no single gum that refreshes your mouth like double mint, double mint gum. I hope you're picturing hot twins bicycle riding during that. I am. And I expected you to continue your question. I was just tr- trying to be back on music. Putting things your in, your, uh, in your mouth at the same time. Let me take you higher. Uh, a little known fact, when two twins... Little uh, known fact, I've been losing sleep. You keep saying these same lyrics. Go ahead. When two twins uh, put a, when eat gum together, it's two twins actually douche-coing a stick of gum. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, going back to the douche joke, too many times actually the definition of douche-gooing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, of course. That's widely known. I mean, it's not widely known. Definitely you know, the first time it's ever been said. Do you know this is In history. Fact. It's known by nobody until now. If you put two random facts in a room with a typewriter for infinity, they will <laughs> wind up writing Dollhouse. <laughs> um, this is a very interesting story from this last couple of weeks. Um... Georgia passed what's known as the Guns Everywhere Bill, Uh one of the biggest expansions of gun rights ever, signed into law Wednesday by Republican governor, surprise, 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 Nathan Deal of Georgia, dubbed by critics as the Guns Everywhere Bill, it will now allow Georgians to carry firearms in schools, only the following (laughs) places, schools, bars, churches, government buildings. The NRA has called it the most comprehensive pro-gun reform bill in state history, and even achieved bipartisan support. Um... Originally, it was more expansive, um, emphasizing the change for religious leaders to opt in to allowing guns at well, their church. Well, the initial draft actually allowed fetuses to carry guns in utero, it's, it's, which is it's a radical fetal, new anti-abortion... Fetal protection, exactly right. Yeah. Fetal protection... Yeah. Uh, Come on, abort me! I dare you, motherfucker! Yeah, if you... I mean, it's true theory. If you give fetuses... The right to defend themselves. You give them weapons. You give them them their Second Amendment rights. Yep. Let them fend for themselves during an attempted abortion. That seems fair. Yeah. To me. Yep. Personally. And then if they don't make it, it's like war. You can call it a war. They call it the war on women. They call it the war on women's reproductive parts. Mm-hmm. Let's call it directly the war on fetuses. Give the other, arm the rebels. Give the other side what they need. Mm-hmm. 
you, you need to be able to miniaturize weapons. We've been doing it. We're miniaturizing bombs. Maybe you give nuclear bombs to fetuses. Yeah, no, that's an, it's a new product that uh, is coming out later this year from Smith & Wesson. It's the, um, they call it the va vaginal popcorn, actually. Yeah. Whenever you I've heard about go that. further enough into the womb, it discharges a twenty-two caliber bullet, and uh, it only hits Democrats. <laughs> Little known fact. That's, it's, it's called a, uh, a hollow point of view bullet. It's a... Um, do you think there should be guns to be allowed to carry everywhere? Do you at all buy the NRA's argument that <clears throat> some of these mass shootings would be stopped faster and better if innocent good people had, well, guns I know that had guns too? I know that having guns in school brings a whole new urgency to the pop quiz. That's for sure. <laughs> it's true. That is very true. But no, I think... Uh, Having guns everywhere will encourage more people to use the guns. I saw a news article where I think it was a kid in Jersey shot his brother, or a father shot his kid accidentally by showing him how the laser sight in his gun worked. I just think if, like, if it was more like other countries where the where like police walked around with semi-automatics, there would be a Ooh. lot less people. There's that is scary to me. No. I, yeah. I prefer just England right. style where they just have a stick. I much prefer this. Stop, stop, please. Please, stop. Please. Come back here. Stop. Hey, you, do me a favor. Mind stopping for a bit. Are you a serial killer? There's I'm going to bop you on the head with my stick. Bop you on the head and then take my cute, adorable little hat and put it back on and take my Paddington bear coat and return back to me pub. For the crime of slaughtering four people in the streets. We sentence you to sweep nine chimneys. Because <laughs> we are docile. We're going to take you murderers, sit down for tea, really have you straight talking to. There are penguins in the next room who are living at what you did. They're going to sing a song, do a little dance, you're going to feel awful. There's a couple miniature cows, right? Inside the neck of a duck. It's an incredibly strange thing. Picture. You just douche-cooed that, dog. By what, going back to the joke to my dad? Yeah, you just douche-cooed. <laughs> or one of the other ten meanings you said. I just douche-cooed is so ridiculous. You just douche-cooed so hard. It's just ranjanculous. Do you think it's legitimate? I'd love everybody in the room's opinion. Do you think it's legitimate or a misprioritization of the world's focus for people to prioritize animal charities over human charities? Ooh, drum roll, please. Ben, you're first. Ben. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, we eat animals. I forget how I phrase the question. Does the I mean you agree that it's stupid, or you agree that it's legitimate for people to do that? Whichever one people want me to believe. No, for real. What's your answer? Uh, What's your thought? I don't think you can really say one or the other. You know, animals are important, and uh, people are important too. Does that mean you should shut down all animal charities and have them focus on people? Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of repeat yourself again. I just douche-cooed it. I really want your opinion. Well, we'll get back to you then, or fuck it, if you want to skip it. Christine, what do you think? Um, well, my clothing line is full fur, and I also, and I believe in, you know, I think that you have your right to eat how you want to eat and believe what you want to believe, but I also think that at one point, you know, there's major things going on that can't be ignored that I think are bigger issues than... And I do think there are things that 
inhumane things happening everywhere, and those are those are areas that need to be brought to attention. I just wish that the attention that some I wish it could be spread around evenly. But I agree with not randomly killing animals needlessly when we can have synthetic things. But I'm saying, do you think it's okay to prioritize it instead of prioritizing in your personal life, like saving animals actively versus saving children that are need help or whatever? I think there's... I think there's so many people in this world that we're very blessed to have people that are focused so much in certain areas. And I think that if, you know, as, you know, a society and if we can get all of those people together to equally focus that energy, but also... Hard, it's hard to say because I think that a lot of the things that are happening. I'm sorry, I sound like the kind of stop that. <laughs> what? No, I didn't stop it. Oh, I, I just it's there's. I feel so strongly about animals need to be brought up humane. I, I was brought up on a farm. I, I, you know, my parents slaughtered animals, but I also they also had their own eggs and they did everything organically. It's it's a hard topic for me. I, I'm I'm torn every way. I also see animals that are hurt and and being uh, mistreated, and that breaks my heart. But it also breaks my heart that kids are you know their kids are being mistreated, and and it's I think if you are anyone that has a heart, you care about all of those things. And totally, that's true. You know, and that's, that's the other way to look at it. You're yeah, very and I think I think the human race, you know. I think there's more good than there is evil. And I think that's what needs to be the focus is that we all are as a, as a society, you know, we're good people. And, and that's what we, you know, we have to bring forth is. Yeah. And there maybe there's no reason that we can't tackle more like a million things, but it just doesn't seem to work that well to me. What do you guys think? Tell me your name again. Then what do you think? Name is or, or, and what do you think? Question. Do you think it's okay to prioritize animal charities over human charities, or is it your prerogative and it's everything, every life form equally valid? And what's your name again? Avshi. Avshi. I've just seen I mean, both mistreated. My two Israeli you know? friends. My right. whole life I was brought up religion, and I was brought up to a uh, religious, and I was brought up to think that uh, everything that was put on this earth, that got put on this earth, is for our needs, you know, everything, that, including animals, uh, like all the trees. Lately, I've, I start, I, I'm starting to think, well, there is a reason. There is nature. There is. Uh, there is. Uh, there are. There are always going to be animals, which humans are animals, are on top of the food chain. Right. You know. So just like a lion will will kill a gazelle to eat it, you know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad to kill an animal. F- to eat it as long as you make use out of it for yeah. your, you know, for, for your, surviving. for surviving, but to abuse an animal for no reason. Exactly. You know, to, I to, agree like, completely. To, to take out, to take out your anger out on an animal or even, wow. or even when you work at a food processing plant and you kill an animal inhumanely because you hate your that's job. That's insane, yeah. Because you hate your job and you just, you know, it's it, gonna you, come just, out you kill food, and kill all these animals good, yeah. and you, and you start, and you start, uh, not feeling like not have 
not to have any feeling, you know? Like, yeah. when, when you kill all these animals, you know, every day you go to work and you kill animals, there's something something inside of you that dies. That's what I'm know? saying. Are, are, I saw, I saw all of that life slaughtered, away? and it was like, are, I didn't Are people eat. killing them with their that's bare hands? What, that's what... No, they 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 kill they them with, with them. They, they have they machines. They have like electrodes. Yeah, they electrocute they them in, by their brain, like and then they drain their blood. Oh, it's these, very brutal. These and shotgun it's, sticks and stuff, and yeah, they have like it's all not these well, they, they kill the animals quickly. I mean, basically they. It's they shoot and shock the animals. Guys, I'm sorry, I gotta pause for just one second until I forgot we have, we have to do a quick sponsor. Today's episode of Last Week on Earth is brought to you by Chili's Baby Back Ribs. I want my baby back, baby back. Chili's, the best fresh baby back ribs in the planet. Come into Chili's, get your baby back ribs with a side of veal foie Chili's Baby bye. Back Ribs. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> I believe it is time now, my friends, for Twitter answers. Uh, answers. Let's check in with the Glebe Squad, the the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Friends of Benefits, the uh, B Glebers and all of us, the Ben Morrisonites of the world. It's time for Twitter answers. All right, I was about to play a Twitter answer, Twitter answer theme song, but, but our two friends are about to leave, and you just said something nice and inspiring about animals, and we had such negative animal talk happening, so I didn't go, so say that again one more time, and then that'll be your answer that we're missing, too, and then we'll do Twitter answers, and we'll wrap this puppy up. About uh, the animals, I grew up with animals, you know? Yeah, in Israel. Huh? In Israel. In Israel. Yeah. But the way they... Yeah, they eat them. The, they eat them here, and the chicken, you know, they process the food they give them to eat chicken, so yeah. it's not normal, you know? And then all the whatever we eat, it's not natural. That way we get cancer, and the kids getting fat here. Right. Look at me. I eat all my life just beef and chicken. Grass fed, natural fed, natural. and you're very skinny six pack. Yeah. And people in the sauna stare at you and they're jealous. It's what yeah. the camp was what the recorder missed a moment ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy in the sauna staring at you jealously. That's how you know me. Me too, man. Me uh, too. I think I have been staring at you in there for a long time, boy. Okay. <laughs> man, you think you're better than me with that good ass yeah. six pack man? Uh, think you're so great with your rock hard six pack abs and that fresh fresh cage free chicken running around in your stomach. I got a keg, man. I got a big old keg in this belly. I'm gonna put a chicken in your stomach like a, like, like a baby cow in a duck's neck. <laughs> nice to meet y'all, okay? Baby cow in a duck's neck. Nice to meet y'all. All right, guys. Take Thanks care, fellas. Goodbye. 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 Hey, guys. Hey, guys. By the way, leaving during the middle of a podcast, just so you know, it's called douche going. It's, yeah, you're, you got a douche going <laughs> during the podcast. Okay. It's a douche going move. like half an hour. Fair enough. You got to douche going. Hardcore I'm not saying it's a negative. No, douche shouldn't be a negative adverb. Verb? The uh, verb. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what words are. I don't know if a verb. I don't know what t- part of speech things are. Yeah, at a certain point, they just stopped teaching me grammar. Maybe I'll ask that. I Wait, never cared oh, about grammar. Why did? When did women stop douchegoing? Like why? Did they... <laughs> what, what is? What is your definition of it in that context? Damn. I mean, come on. What does it even mean? Oh my god. Come on. How have you not missed the like? What do you mean? Are you, are you meaning douching? What, what is it that you're meaning? You are. <laughs> that's, that's the obvious. Like. No, but I wanted your definition to start. Oh, I that's so definite. When women stop, stop douche Have people stopped? I've heard that it's unnecessary. I've heard that you no, should just be able to clean yourself. No, it actually is Sarah Silverman's it joke. Helps, it actually like produces, like it helps them go upstream. Right, so that sounds horrible. It helps what, sperm go upstream? Yeah, all those things are horrible. Well, then, no, seen... then people shouldn't be douching. It sounds like a horrible move. Bad move. 
there's a there's a Uma Thurman movie. All all cowgirls get the blues. I've seen parts of that. Yeah, she's she's the douche. Yeah, that's a that's a Tom Rollins book. She's a she's the douche feminine spokesperson for. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, there's some it's good a great scenes book as well. I'm a big Uma Thurman fan. Tom Robbins. And as we do every episode and always have on the podcast, we mention Uma Thurman briefly right before Twitter answers. It's Twitter answers. I asked the. Okay, all right, all right, all right. There's not even going to be a Thunder Round this week anyway, so that was it having to get its fucking way in there. I got you, Thunder Round. We get it, Thunder Round. We get it, bro. We get it, Thunder. You always like to be, have the last word in the podcast, bro. You know what that? You know what? You know what that's called when Thunder Round does that? What? Douche coming. That's the truth. You got truth. Gonna, you always got a douche coup, Thunder that's Round. That's truth. Yeah, you do that one more time, Thunder Round. I might change the Thunder Round theme song from the Thunder Round theme song to uh, maybe something more modern. You better believe it, Brie. Woodbury, Bridget Woodbury. I'll torture you with this song. Maybe forever. Feels just like I'm walking on broken glass. Boom, boom, boom. I asked the brain trust. I asked the brain trust. Name a weird thing. Hashtag Twitter answers. Hashtag last week on earth. I said, name a weird thing. Got some great answers. Uh, Matt Dave. At Smodum MD, Smod for Smod Co, M E M, and then MD, as in he's the doctor. I'm going to pull up his Twitter bio and see before I read his Twitter answer. I'm curious enough because he says his Twitter bio is hashtag Smodcast, hashtag Scientist. Tell him, tell him Steve Dave, hashtag Nerdist Podcast Fan, also a scientist, Schweientist, and Edu Macator, aka Science Communicator. Love that. Location Multiverse. Uh, and his response was, name a weird thing, the coincidences mentioned in the song Ironic are not ironic. That's they, ironic, they don't you think? They just suck. That's ironic, don't you think? That's an interesting point. That's the only ir- ironic thing, actually. Maybe you should do it on purpose. Because a song about irony that has no irony in it is actually ironic. Whoa. Isn't that weird? It's a mind blower. Um, Optimus for PA Gov at John Hollowich says... Kumquat. Name a weird thing. A kumquat. Or a Dorian fruit. Both fairly odd fruits. I've never even heard of a Dorian fruit. Have you heard of a Dorian fruit? No. Is that the one that smells horrible? Uh, I, I hope. I mean, no. I wouldn't call it a fruit then. Maybe. I don't, I've never had it. Uh, Ryan Chifo at Sphincter underscore says, Donald Sterling is a <laughs> Jew. That's a weird thing. Agreed. Like I, told, I promised you that would be in the Twitter answers. That is so weird to be a persecuted. That's how we got on that tangent. That turned into your weird character before. Um, not weird. Good character. It's a good... The accent was pretty spot on, I feel like. Oh, nice way to Bakra. <laughs> Ray Long, at Geek Gamer Guy, one of our favorite people, uh, says, weird things. One, reverse racism. Two, gay Republicans. Three, my attraction to Tilda Swinton. And I agree. Yeah, it's weird. She's sexy, I think, to everybody, yeah. even though conventionally you wouldn't expect it. She gets it going for us. She's also uh, from the Isle of Lesbos. She's what? She's uh, from the Isle of Lesbos. Is she gay? Yeah. Really? Maybe that's part of the lore. 
Gay, oh, yeah. Gays are very sexy these days. They're very in. They're chic. I always want what I can't have. Lesbians, PlayStation 4. It's truth. Bobby Cahill at Bobby K. Bobby with an I. Bobby K. 72. The new Old Spice commercials with the singing mothers. I haven't even seen those. I have another. But it sounds like really You know what commercials I absolutely loathe? is the new Geico campaign where it's in a gallery and all the horrible photos are talking to each other. I have not seen that either. I don't really watch a lot of commercials. I don't watch a lot of commercials. Come on, Mr. Dickle. Don't get all cattywampus now. Whoa. <laughs> My name is Aloysius Johnson. Sherry Sugar at the Sassy Moon says, this is her response. You can read it. I'm not making this up. To name a weird thing, I have crazy sex dreams about you almost daily. Really? That's not a weird thing. That's at, an awesome thing. At Ben Glebe. About you? That's yeah. awesome. Ben Glebe. I'm touched. A... I'm touched, Sherry. What Thank you, you. What do you do with the... Uh... The uh, amazing female attention you get as a man in the public eye. Um, what I do with it, I channel it into my work. Uh-huh. More to the point. Into being you. very prolific. Um, and uh, You, you douche all the attention into your work? Yes. I try to really like filter it and make it something productive. Otherwise, my life would be nothing but getting laid all the time. And I can't have that. Who has time Did, for that? I ain't got time for that. Dude, I wake up. <laughs> And it's literally like, it's an above-ground swimming pool filled with, with vagina, and I don't really even know what to do sometimes, you know? Yeah. A backyard swimming pool, you said? The only way you can swim in that is by doing the breaststroke. I like that. What about the uh, butterfly or other non-sexual ones you can say in a sexual tone and make them sound sexual, like freestyle? Or the uh, breaststroke. Breaststroke is still pretty good. Um, or the... Um, uh, uh, um, reverse cowgirl. Ver- it's not a swim uh, move, but, a I'm, but I'm down with it. Yeah. I would watch I swimming in. I'd watch swimming Olympics more if it was. I, I swear to God. What is it called when they do the reverse at the end of the? That's hot. When they do what? When they go to the end of the lap. Oh, and, and then do, do that the, quick like, flip underwater oh, to go back. Oh, that's yeah. that is a good it. move. It's <laughs> called it's called the the dolphin. It's called the un- indecisive I dolphin. I should know that. I should know that. My mom was a swimmer. Horrible. Well, I mean, you weren't a swimmer. Your mom should know it. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't put that on you. I really wouldn't put that on you. Now, before Did you we have to take swimming in school, this was yes, required. Yes, I loved it. It was scary, but I loved it. And I jumped off the high board too. We had a high diving board at our school pool at Beverly High at the. Same pool they shot. It's a Wonderful Life. The pool scene at the end. Really? Where everybody falls in the water. It was at my high school. Um, and everybody, and uh, they had like a diving board that was like six feet, and they had one that was like thirty-two feet or something above the water. Really? It was just a plank. It was the scariest thing ever. But I jumped that shit. You did it? Yeah. That's awesome. I was I scared. I was amazing. scared, but I did it. I mean, I didn't dive into it. I just jumped like feet I'm so first, scared of, like, holding my nose. But I did that shit once, only once. It was scary. Just so when you held your nose, did you do? Did you jump and then hold it right before you went in? I kind of held it pretty immediately. Since then, I've jumped off like certain cliffs or rocks about 40 feet or so in my life. But it's scary to jump it. Each time I do, I, I, I break my legs. I've done it three times. It's not worth even doing it. And then you have to go like a year of rehab, year plus of rehab. Mm-hmm. Every yeah, time. I'm, I'm finishing my third year of rehab. Every time yeah. people, I'm like, guys, they're like, jump, jump. I'm like, guys, I'm going to break my legs again. You know I am. They're like, just do it, jump. Hey, pussy. Do it, pussy. And I jump. I'm like, ah, oh, my legs again. I broke them. Guys. Yeah. Funny, great prank, guys. Now carry me back to the campfire. It's mm-hmm. like Anthony Bourdain on an ATV. It's just like Anthony Bourdain <laughs> on an ATV. Yeah. Every time he goes on money. Really? He, really flips, his, he flips his ATV. <laughs> flips. Sorry, sorry, Tony. 
That's funny. I love you. I like Anthony Bourdain. I do too. He gets to say shit on CNN. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. It's I have amazing. a lot of respect for CNN. My, it's amazing. Our I song earlier was, was just satire because I think they should step up their game in certain ways and focus more, but... I got mad respect for CNN. Their non-news programs, like Parks Unknown, are incredible. Yeah. So well made. Yeah. CNN should stick to not doing news. That was after I was saying the song earlier. CNN could stand for clearly not news. Yeah. But they do cover news, but they just need to not cover one thing incessantly and ignore other they important need, things. They need to cover nudes. Last week tonight, despite its similarity in titling and purpose and mission statement to this podcast... I've been happy with it so far with how they're covering like important stories that are not mainly covered. So that's cool. Do you think John Oliver wishes he had been the host of this podcast and I'd be hosting his show? I don't think so. Probably. But he'd be a great replacement for Colbert. It seemed like the I natural thing. There's going to be no more Colbert reports. But if he'd known that was going to happen, he would have stayed there. Yeah, well, let her, yeah, let him in announced. After. Do you think he'd go back to Comedy Central to take over Cobell? Well, not he can't now. You're under contract. contract with HBO? De- for news parody shows, yes. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the least they'd possibly get in that contracto. And no contracto. So before we end tonight, um, Christine, then Ben, and then me, each of us, please, I'm going third so I can think of it the longest, and it's going to be hard. I need to listen while you're giving your answers so that I won't have time to think people have a higher expectation of what I'm going to say. That's going to be tough. But um, each of you say, uh, please name a weird thing, and then we'll be uh, done with this pup. So, Christine Webb. And what's your Twitter for your artwork and amazing Christine's stuff? Web. Like Charlotte's Web, but Christine's. Oh, nice. But uh, Web with two Bs. Web with two Bs. Um, what is your weird thing? One you just rattle, whatever you want. Name a weird thing. Uh, genital piercings. Agreed. Great, great answer. Great answer. Um, I used to actually, it's funny that you say that because I used to be a genital piercer. Not not for myself, I, I, I did it for others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, 50% of the time I loved it. You were a douche cube. 50% of the time <laughs> I was not, yeah. People do, yeah, that's what they're called. You know, the guy, everyone, every guy, oh, I want to be a gynecologist when I grow up, just look at vaginas all day long. But you're only seeing the ones that have, like, massive problems. No, you're seeing some no, for routine checkups. You're seeing routine checkups as well. I w- I'd like to be an OBGYN that only does routine checkups with beautiful vaginas. I'd like doctor. to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. We all got dreams. OBGYN Kenobi? OBGYN Kenobi would be a great sketch. OBGYN Kenobi? That, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's a great sketch. Use the force. There was a doctor in France, a Dr. Love, that uh, was a gynecologist that pretty much would go in for with women and was known to basically seduce them and, you know, spice up their love life. and During the routine checkups? John Singer Sargent did a painting of him in just this seductive, like, long red robe, and he's holding the side of the robe, looking like he's ready to part it. But, yeah, he was known as a very seductive... Kind did of he public. also give them checkups, or he just would, like, have dates with them it was, when they were in need of gynecological advice? It was known that... That they needed to see the doctor quite often. What? Huh? Well, was he actually a doctor as well? He was a, he was a gynecological doctor. He actually Would he came check up them and then he's be known, romantic with them? What does this mean? He's known for coming up with a lot of actually a lot of things that have, are used today in 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 seduction, like no, malpractice in, lawsuits. <laughs> he was the first one to invent that gynecological exams and stuff like that. Wait, so I'm sorry. He was known. He would. 
just seduce them like subtly during their checkups and then have dates with them later? No, or he I mean, would turn he their sessions. Knew. He would turn their sessions into he sex would, acts. It, he would do. I mean, doctors back in the day, you, they didn't have an office; they came to your home. Right. So wow. when these women with their husbands gone at work would call in Doctor Love, and he would come and give them what? Their what husband? Like, oh, I'm off to the I'm off to the ship shipping yards. What are you doing today? Oh, nothing. Doctor Love's gonna come this over and look at my vagina. This is in Paris. This is in Paris in the 1880s. Honey, I have to go to uh, work. Um, will you be okay today? Uh, yes, of course. It's not a big deal. I'm going to eat my baguette of croissant. Uh, I'm going to have Dr. Emmer come over and look at my vagine. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Honey, may I ask you a oh, question? Oh, of course. Oui, oui. Not a big, not a big deal. Uh, you no. have seen him uh, four times this week. I've got a lot of things going on there now. It seems like that is a bit excessive. It's not excessive. He's doing a model part treatment. It's a vaginal... It's like a root canal for vaginal? vagina. Vaginal? He's to look in the, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of time. He has to look in the top part, the left part, the, the right part, the top right right part, and he's got to. He doesn't have a lot of. Uh, no, but, but honey, he, he, are you saying he cannot check the entire thing in one session? No, it's a delicate instrument. I mean, I know it's big, but it's not. It's a movie. It's cannot build a violin in one day. It's a it's a delicate instrument. You know that you play it like the, the flute, baby. I know oh, you do. honey, I do. No, so he's got to check it all the time. You top out, the bottom out, the left out, the right out. I trust you, baby. You just trust me. Okay, so. Uh, why don't you send the pigeon before you come back from work today? Just just let me give me an heads up. Maybe hour to hour before you come back. For hour. Okay, now baby, you are now picking my uh, mistrust again. No, it's not mistrust. Uh, look, look, uh, you know what I will do? I will take a little graph of the examination. There's nothing going on there. But just give me four hour, a five hour, a little graph. I will have a sketch, uh, sketch of the appointment. It's, uh, it's uh, not a big deal. But just give me four hour, five hour, or six hour before you come back. He's got to check the bottom part. But baby, we oui? don't you love me anymore? Oh, because I love you anymore. Oh, look, I'm only getting drunk to me that you care more about. Oh, of make, I care more. making appointments with your. No, of course I love you more, mon chéri, of course, of course. But uh, look, before you come back, uh, I think tonight might, it might be an overnight appointment. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what? Dun, dun. Over, over, come on, over. A bike, J-Hover, driving a Range Rover, baby. I'm your doctor and I need your checkup. I want you to be here because I've been fed up. Set, 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 sexually. I've been fed up sexually. And if you don't want to come home and feel me, then I'll be here all alone, feeling lonely. Friend, husband, who went to work today? I got several hours notice gonna hit me up on the text. Gonna pay me, yeah. Doctor, 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 doctor
And that'll be Ben and Ben's weird thing. Until last week, next week. It's hail, man. Maybe like 11, 12 hour L. Give me a heads up. Let me go Don't even. Don't my laptop died so I got to do acapella. Walking on, walking on, broken This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir. Only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>